Tuesday, March 26th. It is. And I'm like peopled out right now. There There's a stimulus problem at powerlifting meets. The the overstimulus problem where you just you're sen- sensory overload. Yeah, you're talking to too many people. Yeah. You're lifting weights that's kind of tiring. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Some would say it's difficult. Shut up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And if you yeah, if you saw me uh 2 days ago, the, uh, yeah, it was if, difficult, if and it was taking my toll on me as well. If but, I could uh, have had a GoPro on my head while I was talking to you the whole time, yeah. like, oh my god, man. Yeah, my, yeah, I was, I was, uh, so, well. Let's get into it. Let's, yeah, let's get into it. We got an exciting show today. We do. Uh, I competed Sunday in my very first USAPL meet. Yes. Uh, I had a great time. We'll recap that. Mm-hmm. We have a controversial issue from the USAPL, USAPL. which... Happens. It seems like we've done this probably three or four times on Two White Lights already. Yeah. If you go into our archived episodes, go on iTunes. After, of course, you leave a five star review. Please do a five star review and a actual review telling us yes. how the show is. And yeah, uh, Iron Authority, check us out there as well. We've we've talked about USAPL making a controversial decision or IPF or something, either for something we agree with. Or disagreeing with. Yep. I think both of us are going to be on the disagreeing side with I this one. I think so, yeah. We have a Larry Wheels did something. He did. We have misogynist's trash shockers. We will. And technique tip of the week. Technique tip of the week. Possibly Q&A. Maybe. Maybe. If y'all are lucky. If you're, yeah, if you guys are lucky. Because um, if the same people make making memes for me on Instagram Live are going to be, or on my story, are going to be on Instagram Live. Probably Potentially not, not because you know what? When I ask a meme, I, I got to specify sometimes. When I say meme me, yes. let's not, let, uh, let's try to keep it PG-13. It was pretty yeah. much the same exact meme. I could only, like, pull one out, and it's, uh, uh, it's, just, it's my can, fault. Can you share what they say? What? Can you share what they said? I mean, it's all the same thing. You could you could imagine what it is. You know what? Here's the thing. Well, actually, you know, all right. So at least one of them kind of made sense. Okay. I saw one. If you guys want to check it out, uh, I'll probably repost it because it's a funny video. It is funny. At my uh, first USAPL meet, I had smelling salts for the first time, and I had a pretty funny reaction to it. Yes. And I said, you know, I post on my story. I do this occasionally, just meme me or create a caption or something. Yep. And some made sense. Some didn't. I saw one that was like. When you're taking a dump and all of it comes out at once. <laughs> but, but, but wait a minute, wait, but wait a minute. I think that's funny. You think that's funny because you have the mentality of a 14 year old. It's very true. But how, that's the, that's the reaction you guys, you, that's the reaction you guys have? You just slightly tip your head back? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bane. Alright, so. It's just funny. So like, I guess Bane is creating all these memes that I kind of roll my eyes at. So. I mean, you roll your eyes at a lot of the stuff I do. No, I, oh yeah, for sure. That's, but, yeah, I, I was like, why, why would that be my reaction? I don't know. Nah, maybe not to that, but I mean, it's... Oh, there's other ones that were like, okay, I knew that one was coming. Yeah, oh yeah. But, yeah. uh, I, I it, will it was, actually... It was said there. Yeah, it was said there. Everyone said it's like, we all know what the meme's gonna be. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. But, yeah. 
whatever. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be on Instagram Live. We're going to get those people on. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. We might edit out. We might not. Yeah. This whole segment that I'm just talking right now might be edited out. It could be. It's my, it's my choice, people. Bane has no final say in this. I know. Yeah. This is Sugar Daddy, so I'm here for it. You are. No. But the Sugar Daddy is going to be interviewing me. You requested to interview me, which I thank you. Yeah. And also, before we get into this, I would like to thank Bane. I'd like to thank uh, Matt Wallace. I'd like to thank everyone involved. There was a lot of people yesterday that we, were supporting. We had a huge squad. Yeah, a squad. But, I mean, it wasn't a team or anything. Yeah, we, we just kind of were there supporting each other. Yep. Uh, you were supporting Matt as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tate, I, uh, Drew was even yeah, helping Tate, me out. Tate was there. Uh, he was taking videos of my warm ups yep. at the highest possible angle because he's yes. nine feet tall. He is. Uh, thank you, Drew. And yeah, I'd just like to thank you, thank everyone else who helped me during the meet and made everything a whole lot easier because yeah. we're going to about to discuss why certain things might have not have been easier sure. or my things might have been difficult and self inflicted difficulties. You bet. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll dive into, to the interview. And, and first, I just want to say congratulations. It was a great showing. We're going to get into all that, but it was, it was really, just, it was fun to watch, man. Uh, I always love competing against you. Um, it was really fun to be there with you and be, you know, standing by your side and, or behind you getting video. And, um, it, it was just a really cool experience on, mm-hmm. from, from my vantage point. So this is thank the first, you for that. yeah, this is the first time you've seen me compete, not compete against me then, right? Uh, no. Or Grand I Rapids, said, I guess. No. Your very first meet. Oh, okay. Your very first meet. All right. Well, I won't count that exactly. Because no. you weren't, like, there. We were there. there. Yeah, no, no, yeah no, no, so no. For, is, for me to compete. No, but this, one, this one was different. It was it was cool. I said it was just a very, very fun uh, experience on my on my side. So, uh, so kind of walk me through uh, how you did. Give me give me your, your, your numbers and where you placed. Yeah, I, I'm going to go in freedom units right now. Freedom and I'm sorry. And I don't, I don't. I didn't calculate my total, and we could probably do it right now, but yeah. I don't feel like it. Uh, so on squat, I got a 551 squat. So I believe so, that's 250 kg. So going into that squat, I just want to. We'll start with the squat. Yeah. Get on the bar the first time. Mm-hmm. I know that you had concerns going into this meet regarding depth, regarding mm-hmm. technique, regarding calls. What's going through your head as you're getting onto that bar the first time, that first lift? I started to get a little bit more confident throughout uh, just hitting my openers, readjusting my squat just a little bit. I saw a great video Joe Sullivan posted it. I don't think I commented last week about it, mm-hmm. but Joe Sullivan talked about just making really minor changes in your technique, in uh, in my technique, mm-hmm. or just in, in general, in anyone's technique, sure. where he doesn't want people to do like these really over-exaggerated 40-minute mobility exercises to do the same exact movement. Sure. So when I was fighting with my issues getting depth, it was a technique problem because my knees were getting a little too forward, sure. and it was creating the illusion that I wasn't getting low enough, and yep. my hips weren't sinking. Yep. So I was thinking that, oh, I'm just going to drop my squat lower. It wasn't really working that way. Uh, when I got my squat lower, it created the same problem, but I was actually just putting more tension on my knees and getting more forward and kind of probably further risking an injury. And, and at the same time, not getting low enough. Right. Maybe getting a red light in that. And, like, and then missing, messing with your own head. Yeah, and then kind of messing with my own head. So when I went in and take my openers at surge, I widened out my feet just a little bit. I did notice that during a uh, uh, hair, I, I widened out just a little bit. Kind of pointed my 
toes a little bit more out, you got a little bit a little more, yeah. Yeah. Um with my ankle flexion yes. pointed it and I was able to stay back in my heels because of that and drop more of my hips and get depth. Yep. So for the very first squat I was feeling a little bit more confident with my squat and I also hit my opener you did. in the warm up room. Yep. Uh, it's a very light opener. I think I mentioned that I was going to open extremely light, and I did. 457, I think I've hit that for 9 or 10 reps before, yep. or close to. Mm-hmm. So, it's, usually they say we get on a triple on a bad day, yeah. not in 8 or 9 reps. So, when I did that, and I heard, and I just felt myself getting low, and I always say this when I don't, when I like, can't see anything. Sure. When I don't remember what I saw. Sure. It felt like I looked. I was looking at the plates the entire time, which is impossible. Hmm. It felt like I saw yellow. I saw like the yellow and red kilo. So, plates. so instead of being having the blinders on, you almost had like a front blinder on, and all you see is your peripheral. Yeah, it, it was it was very strange. Interesting. So I hit it, and then I knew once I kind of I had like a cue of me dropping it super low. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I hit depth on that. I of course checked the white lights still, or yep. checked the lights behind me, and I hit it. Confidence raised a little bit. You bet. 512 in my second attempt. Mm-hmm. Hit that as well. Felt really good. Uh, when I heard the crowds go, oh, I'm like, oh, great. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a good, that's yeah. a good sign when you hear the crowd like, oh, it's like, why did he squat that low and fast? I'm like, yeah. okay. So 512 is typically an opener for me. Yep. So it should move that fast. It should. They go, they probably assumed that it was a second attempt. Sure. 550 moved very well as, as well. It did. It moved very fast, uh, controlled the way it was there. Three white lights again. That felt good. Yeah. And I looked at it. looked about as good as 512. Matt Wallace, my ultimate hype man, could not have done a better job. Told me that should be my opener for my next meet. Not going to happen. But I thank him for telling me how good it looked. Neil also, th- I actually forgot to th- thank Neil, my burner account. Yep. Uh, he was there as well. And he's like, dude, you sandbagged the hell out of that. You had probably 560, 565 in the tank. Like, you're probably right, but the goal of me was to qualify for nationals. Yep. So, so moving on now to, to bench, I know again, you had concerns going mm-hmm. in because of not necessarily the weight. Obviously, the weight is always a bit of a concern because you're, you're picking up, putting them down in some way, shape, or form. Or pushing up off of your chest while sure. it crushes you. Sure. So, your concern though was more on once the bar was in your hands, what are they going to call? How are they going to call things? Mm-hmm. What's the methodology and the thought process? So walk me through. Your, your first one, and then as you got into uh, into the second and third reps. Yeah, and, you, and again, with the squat kind of thing, USAPL, I don't think I'm breaking news to you guys, and if I am, I am. Judging is quite strict. And it was it was strict but consistent that day. Right. So I don't know exactly what they were calling. I'm, I was kind of confused on the rules. Not for squats. It's, it's quite simple. Yeah. But I, I thought the same would apply for bench. Uh, I had, I had issues in training with my ass leaving the bench. Yep. So I worked really hard at keeping it down. A lot there. Yeah, it, it's very tough. But it, but it, at the same time, when I was working at surge, I was able to keep it down for one rep. Yep. I think my issue comes in when there's multiple reps. Okay. Say for a triple, then towards my last rep. Yeah. My butt starts leaving off. So I don't think it's as much as a concern as I thought it would be. Okay. For one single rep, I think I'm good with keeping my butt on the bench. Gotcha. Uh, I thought that, and I, and the, but the technique that was kind of worrying me was I usually had the cue, and I think I even mentioned on the show, and Matt Wallace told me uh, as well, I try to keep my delts in my back pocket while I bench. Yep. So prior to bench, I always sink my delts down 
into the bench, and that kind of creates a downward motion. And I was worried that that would be a down call okay. from a judge, yep. and that would disqualify me. I'm like, dude, that's how I could, you know, handle heavy load. Right. So for my first one, again, open at 303, yep. very light opener. Yep. Usually my opener would be in the 320, the 325 range. 330 was kind of high sure. to have an opener at, sure. but I... My second time was 3.30, and I hit that pretty easily as well. Yeah, you uh, very, very smooth, very good. Yeah, so that could be a potential opener in future meets as well. You bet. But the very first one, I didn't sink my delts in. I just benched, yeah. and it felt good, so I'm like, okay. You, you basically bro-benched that one. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah, shout-out to the bro-benchers yeah, out there. it was nice. Man. Yeah, you know, keep it flat as possible, IPF rules. Yeah. Shout-out to you. Soon, soon. Soon. No, that one didn't pass. That Soon. one didn't pass. Give it until next year. Well, great. We'll get to that. Yeah. Anyway. All <laughs> uh, the bench number yeah, three. And so, then. Yeah, bench number three. Uh, I actually felt heavy yeah. coming off. It was going to be a uh, meat PR. 551 on squat was not a meat PR. Yep. Um, that matched a meat PR. This one was going to be because I was like, screw it. Because three, 347 was your previous meat PR, mm-hmm. correct? At, at AWPC Worlds and the bench call over there was quick at AWPC Worlds. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Now that I've done USAPL meet where notoriously they have the longest pause was not that long and it's going to happen if you control the weight on your chest people if you bring it down slow and barely touch your chest your call is going to be fast that is going to be a pre-technique tip yes it's going to people are like man that bench call that's a freebie that that bench call was forever maybe because you sink it into your chest for three seconds Maybe because you're sitting there t- doing a tilt-a-whirl on your chest once you actually touch it. Yeah. And you're waiting for the bar. Every single rule book, the bar is motionless and in contact with your chest. Mm-hmm. It's th- those those words, that verbiage is in the rule book. In yeah. Every single powerlifting rule book in some way, shape, or form. When you bar is in contact with you and motionless. In your case, you bring everything down very smooth. It's not too quick. It's not too slow. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that contact hits... All they're waiting for you to get contact because they know once it touches, yeah. it's not moving. Yep. So the the judging that day was strict but consistent. They yep. were sticking by the rules for the most part. Um, no bomb outs still, I don't believe. Yeah, there were. The, there were. There was, a, there was one bench bomb out. Oh, one bench bomb out. Okay, I was thinking of, I was thinking of squats. Okay. Uh, squats, I don't, yeah, I don't think there was. Okay, so there wasn't too many bomb outs, but at the same time, they were, they were being consistent. So I missed 352. Uh, yeah. 330 is what I ended up with. Went two for three on bench. I got mm. a good meme made out of it. So actually, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I got a good meme made I mean, out of it. I was about that video. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we almost got divorced. Yeah. Sure. Almost. Almost, yeah, twice. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh. Once. Well, I guess one was my call, but. <laughs> what's that? How did we all get, wait, we're going to pause the interview. How was it almost twice on your side? Oh, on my side? Yeah. Uh, you kind of kept on cutting out quick on my deadlifts as well. When I thank the judges and stuff. And it was kind of, that's why, if you guys look at my Instagram, um, I used someone else's because they yeah. got it. It was just a cool video. It was a cool But video. I'll get to the deadlifts later. Yeah, we will. But, um, and plus, instead of hitting the picture button, I hit the zoom in and got a quick shot of your butt. I saw that. I didn't know if that was intentional. It was not actually. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, like, okay, Vane's just messing with me again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I missed out on my third bench. I got halfway there, just couldn't move it. Yeah. It was very close on the lockout. Looking at the video, I think more leg drive would have helped me. I feel like I didn't get any leg drive. Again, a preview of the technique tip of the week. Yeah. So, yeah, feet placement, I guess. Well, feet placement for me is interesting. I'm always uneven. Yeah. Always. If you look at videos, I'm terribly uneven yesterday, uh, terribly uneven yeah. on Sunday. Horribly. Yeah. 
but that's usually how he bends. So, and it happens to a lot that's of people. your technique, so yeah. yeah. So I might try different things in the future, and I have a lot of time now to do that. You do. So, because Raw Nationals in October, and I qualified. There you go. Great. So, and on to the deadlift. Yes. Or you want to take it for the... So, so yeah. I, so I don't want to be rambling. No, you're good. But this is important for you to ramble, because this is this was your day, mm-hmm. and uh, so I will say this, is there was a lot of discussion about your deadlift opener. Yeah. A lot of pretty heated discussion. I wouldn't say heated, because I was very welcoming of your guys' feedback. I was very passionate about how, where my stance was. Yeah. Because one of the things, and I, and I said this to you at least twice yesterday, was, yes, your goal for this meet was to qualify for nationals. Yes. It was essentially done. First right. goal. Very yes. first goal. Very first goal. Because I think going into the deadlift, you needed like 500 pounds, essentially. Under five, yeah. barely under, like four ninety six to qualify. Yeah, call it for five. a six six twenty five kilogram yeah. qualifying total for so, eighty three kilos. So you, so you, you really didn't need that much. My thing was you, you're coming to this organization, uh, a little bit of fanfare. I mean, people kind of know who you are. There's a lot of folks there that knew fourteen oh power. They kind of knew the podcast and everything. That was cool and mm-hmm. that was neat. And Shout out, to yes, everyone. yeah. Uh, but I said to you, you need to send a message. Yeah. Again, you may not necessarily be the the best in the world yet, mm-hmm. but you still needed to send a message like, "I'm not going to sit here and sandbag a local meet. I'm going to show people that you know I'm a force to be reckoned with." Mm-hmm. And so I really pushed that you not drop your opener to 496. Yeah, uh, I was very adamant about that. <laughs> yeah, you were, and, and so was Matt Wallace as well. Yeah, and Matt Wallace was saying the same thing that as you were. Yeah, was making because I was going to still make a jump to 650 no matter what. And you were against me making a massive jump like that. That's over uh, 154 pounds. Yeah, 154 pound jump, which yeah. is a big one. That is. Uh, it's almost you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, I made a like a 90 pound jump at Worlds. Mm-hmm. Not the same thing. No, very different circumstances. Yeah. And so I just I didn't I didn't like what may transpire at that point. Because I also watched what happened at Nationals, where 705 didn't budge off the floor. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want that to happen. I think you had a great chance to make a statement, and so that's why I was very passionate about not allowing you to drop your opener that much. Yeah, and you know, and I and I I, I wasn't like too giving you too much pushback because no. I was sitting there I'm like it would be it's just nice to know because if you guys ever interact with me like moments before a lift, I'm I'm it seems like I'm pretty calm and cool, but I'm. Like I, because I have like that, like a face that doesn't really show too much expression. You got a good poker face. So I kind of sit there, and it's not, I don't even mean it. I think it's actually if I have no expression on my face, that's like the worst thing. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's when the anxiety is really kind of kicking in. Sure. So and I'm 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 nervous. I'm nervous about most things I do. And if you guys didn't know that, now you know the quotes for me. Known as Enzo is like a nervous, a walking like he's very nervous, he's awkward very human. Yeah, he's very awkward. Nervous, awkward human being. Oh, I had an awkward moment at award ceremony. You didn't see, so because <laughs> we were there till seven o'clock. Yeah, I was so, in the dark yeah, so, so the award, so yeah, so the award ceremony was an awkward situation too. Yes. But I'll, I'll get to that maybe so after this. So let's walk, so, but we'll, walking up. You're, we're in the lifters area. You go to your first deadlift. What did you go to? I went to six eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know what that is in kilograms, sorry, uh, for our European lifters, and, uh, IPF, and yeah, and IPF, uh, IPF stands. Yeah. So, we, we went 611, and I kind of felt, and you actually were okay with, uh, 550. I was gonna be okay with that. And then Matt Wallace kind of suggested 611, too. And I was like, ooh, 611, that's heavy. 
then it's just weird how I, you get into your own head at meets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this applies for everyone. It applies for me. Get in my own head at meets, and I'm like, oh, 6'11", that's heavy. I can miss that. I've hit 6'11 in my very first meet yep. quite easily yep. when I didn't know what powerlifting was. Yeah. I have never opened lighter than 6'11 after that. Yeah. <laughs> so my 6'11 is usually my opener. <laughs> except once by accident. Yeah, except once by accident. <laughs> it was 6'06", too. So it was even lower than 6'11". So it's like I've never hit anywhere like close lower to that, yeah. and I'm in my own head. And it was kind of because of the equipment. Yep. Uh, I was afraid of the Alico bar. I never pulled with it, even though I pulled with an Ohio competition bar. And yep. It's essentially the same thing, if not better. Uh, I yeah. mean, debates. Shout out to America. Yeah. USA. Yeah, debates are. I I, I guess it, so it's it's it arguing. Is. Yeah, it it's is. it's. I don't think like much arguing made for either. So I was afraid of that. I was afraid of just hurting myself or something. It's like, oh, this is, of course, going to happen to me. And that's kind of the nervousness. It's like, oh, great meet. Everything's going perfectly. I was worried about my squat. Nailed my squat. Went three for three. Yep. Got my two benches in. Perfect. I'm going to screw up on deadlift, the thing that I would never thought I would screw up on. Sure. So that's what I was thinking. 611 came up very easily. It did. Weight was lifted off my shoulders, almost literally, no pun intended. My second attempt Mm -hmm. was pretty straightforward 650 which is what i would normally open with yep i was very happy with how that moved i was extremely happy with how that moves precision yeah it and then again i kind of heard it from the crowd that's when you know again they probably thought that 650 was going to be a grinder with how i opened but it it would be an opener so wouldn't hear those gasps if that was my opener i guess that or that was going to be my second step so 705 was, I, I told, uh, even Joe Selvin, uh, at Brickhouse, yep. when I was going into my meet that if I get 705 at the USAPL meet, I'll be very happy. Yep. Cause stiff bar, new federation, new rules, judging on a whole nother, uh, another set of standards. Yeah. I'll be very happy with that. Um, this is, this is why I like powerlifting meets mm-hmm. and I've always gotten this notion from other people who lift USPA, which, in my opinion, USPA is kind of becoming what they claim USAPL is. It's the snooty kind of hold your head high because we're in the best federation. There's no egos here. We all It's all for the lifter. And yeah. and they constantly trash USAPL meets. Yep. But this meets, the atmosphere was... Or in some cases, the promoter just trashed every other person trying to get in the meet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so now they're turning into almost everything they hate. But the the, the, the USAPL atmosphere was awesome. Was, the, the people there were great. Yeah. BMW Gym is one, and this is where it was held, BMW Gym in Chicago. B&W. Great. BMW. Yeah, it sounds like the same BMW. BMW Gym. Great, great atmosphere. People were cheering me. I felt pretty cool with that and you know it was it was a good atmosphere to pull in it came off well right when it left the floor i'm like oh i got this yeah feels good the lockout was strong it felt like a second attempt and 722 to 727 could have been in the tank that day we'll never know but i hit pretty much all my goals uh, I had the like the, the two weeks out meltdown of me just worrying that I wasn't gonna hit depth on squats because the plan was two weeks ago or three weeks ago hit my progress PRs, yeah, which are five seventy, three sixty, and seven thirty. Right. 
which I'm pretty close still, I think, within that meat range. Maybe not, obviously not on my bench, because I missed 352. But, uh, yes, yeah, but within within that same range. Yeah. But it was uh, it was interesting still. It was still great to hit that 705 deadlift. Got a lot of high praise from the judges. Got a lot of high praise from the meat director. And by the way, the meat director was awesome. I forget his name, but he was super kind. Organized meats. It was five flights. It was the fastest, longest meet I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. Because, oh, they got us out an award ceremony. They, they essentially just kicked us out. It's awesome. They're just like, here's the awards. Here's right, the- get the hell out of here. This is taking <laughs> way too long. Uh, it, it was five flights. It ran well, and uh, the, the meet director was cool, too. Kind of yeah. explained to me with the certain equipment. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't wear my Juventus jersey. I apologize. Yeah, I apologize to the Bianca Neri. I apologize to you guys in Turin. Yeah. I apologize to Ronaldo. I'm sending a lot of apologies he's, he's away. He's very mad. Yeah, I know. I heard. Ronaldo he actually, he, he, I don't mean to brag, but he DM'd me. He's like, what the hell, man? Yeah. I thought we were going to wear Why the would jersey. You do this? Why would you do this? Is that your Ronaldo impression? It is. Okay, that's great. It just sounded like, sounded not Portuguese. I could just say that. But, uh, but, it's, and then I finished off the meet. He's more Zlatan than, yeah. than Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, Zlatan has a weird accent, too. He does. He's such a weird but yeah, so that in a nutshell, eight for nine, uh, fifteen eighty six total. Fifteen eighty six total, under way under my me PRs. Oh yeah, with a uh, sixteen twenty. But again, the goal was to qualify for nationals and put in a good number for nationals as yeah. well, uh, and and still kind of get close to my what my me PR would what my me PRs would be or my max attempts would be. So so you you get to be humble because they're your list. I don't have to be because I'm just your friend and. You put on a show yesterday. You absolutely did. Um, you did exactly what a lot of us wanted to see, and that was you, you sent a message that there are, vi- that the 83 kilo class is a very, very deep class in the mm-hmm. OCPL. A lot of tremendous lifters, and they have someone they need to watch for. Yeah. And, and that was, that was exciting again as a fan, as your friend, as a co-host, as a sugar daddy. It was awesome to, to experience that, uh, you know, alongside you. I am extremely excited to uh, watch it here in Chicago at uh, Raw Nats in, uh, in October. It's going to be, uh, I think, uh, there may be more than two highlights. Yeah, let's hope so. And, and unfortunately, I didn't get two highlights yesterday. You didn't. And all I my lists were three white lights, so or get it. Yeah, and uh, all my lists were three white lights or three red lights. Yeah. So I still am looking for a red light somewhere in there, and. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, I get it with two white lights going along with well, it. I, I got a couple weeks. I might be able to get one there. So. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, I won't be there, but take a picture be. with me. Yeah. Or take a picture. Or just, you know, Photoshop me into it. Who That's cares? Be, yeah. Who cares? And just have me shrugging in it. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, it, it felt good. And getting praise from USAPL lifters, mm-hmm. uh, people there, the judges, uh, some pe- people reach out to me on Instagram, tell me how great of a meet it was and how, you know, how... how they were impressed by what I was able to do. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, that sure. felt good. And you were telling me, and it was like you were kind of reading me, because I was always a little bit intimidated by USAPL. What did I say to you? You kept on saying you belong here. You belong here. I know you don't think you belong here, but you belong here. And it, I, I, and I am almost ashamed to admit that I felt like this is maybe maybe I'm a fraud. Maybe my squats weren't low enough. Maybe my bench pauses weren't long enough. Maybe, maybe my, my deadlift wasn't strong enough. Yeah, maybe my lockout wasn't strong enough. Maybe all these things that makes the USAPL the USAPL. Mm-hmm. 
make me not exactly this elite lifter that people think I am. Sure. That mean I, I still a lot of work to be done. You know, if we want to nitpick everything, you bet. If you want to nitpick everything, I obviously I, I totally do, and I'm, I'm I'm crazy obsessive about everything. You guys can look at my phone of all my squat pictures and. Even during like pre meets or uh, just in the middle of the in between flights, in, in yeah, in between my attempts, <laughs> in between my attempts, I'm like, you see, my knee is kind of shifting big yep. time. We got to work on that. Yep. So I do that, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, I I do belong on a national stage. I'm probably not in that top three level yet, but we got a lot of time to work. We got a lot of time to work on technique. I feel like I can do it because all I need is kind of the guidance to kind of get through or the me critiquing myself because I don't have a, a lot of people over me critiquing me. Yeah. But it does feel like I belong now within the USAPL guys. Feel pretty good about that, especially with the 83 kilos. Yep. Class. And, uh, and, and also, and I forgot to mention, people there, the people I was competing with, were awesome. They it were, was cool was sharing the pair. So, oh, and to the award ceremony. Yes. Uh, I won first of my weight class, best overall lifter. Yep. Very happy about that. Did not think I was going best overall lifter. I thought uh, Diesel Brash would win it. Considering he went four for nine. Four for nine. He and still was, and it was, yeah, he was third best overall. Yeah. So we got the podium that put during award ceremony, me and another 83 kilo lifter yep. were in the warm-up area talking. Yep. And no one was there. So I was like, okay, I think they're starting award ceremony. And then Matt Wallace comes in. He's like, Angelo, they're calling you. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, they're calling you. And the other guy who was getting called yeah. uh, second place, yeah. he was getting called as well. Awesome. So I, because you can't hear anything from their announcements to there. Yeah, pretty much from like the cable machines back. Because it's a very deep basement. Yeah. Uh, you can't hear anything. Yeah. It's a, and it's a, it's so it's like a meat room and then they have the workout area. Yeah. So I ran in and like, it's like, is Angelo here? And I'm like, yeah, here. <laughs> and I was like looking like, where do I get my award? And they gave me the award and I jumped on the it's podium. as tall as you are. Well, no, that was a, for the weight class. Oh, the weight class, okay. So when I got the best overall, that was a little bit more smoother. Uh, Michael, and, and Michael had to help me up. Yeah. That was uh, it was a beta move on my part to get helped up. I feel like I was being cheated on when I watched it. Yeah. I was like, why do I got to find out like this? So yeah, he, he, uh, he lowered his hand and two brick house lifters. Yeah, that's awesome. On the podium for best overall lifter. Uh, that was great. And I knew, I knew three of the guys that I podium with. You knew everyone, everyone on the podium, you guys all knew each other. Yeah, and that was, that was great. That was one of the, the cause APF meets, and I was like, I don't know everyone, but at least I'm competing against people. Yeah. And it's, and it's not a knock on APF. There's not a lot of raw guys in APF. They're yeah, raw I, with raps or raw classics. So I checked that out. Uh, so just a segue off of that. Mm-hmm. The, there's, for 2018, there were two 275 guys that totaled over 1700. Everybody else is 15 or below. Okay. It's me and Alec Dorner, and that's it. Yeah. And this year, there's four 275 totals, raw 275. Jeez. Yeah. So, probably competing for best lifter, and that's about it when I'm at Nationals. Yeah, and that, that, was, that was me for APF. Yeah. For me, this meet was actually going by the Google. I actually had that set goals. Yep. Qualify for Nationals, number one, win my weight class, number two, yep. and then win best overall, number three. I actually got to do that because there was like 11 lifters in my weight class. It was, it was a great, Since summer bash, the most comp- this is the mo- probably the most competitive meet I've been to, and this is a local meet in Chicago. And, and, and that's one thing I was I was looking at, too, because my, my wife and I were talking about this afterwards, because she was asking what, it, you know, what this, cause the Illinois State meet is coming up this week. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to segue back to the USAPL here in a second, because they, they 
they did things this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Um, or today, I don't even know when. Yeah, is sometime recently. Yeah, we you know the Illinois State meet. You know, she's asking like, you know, what's going to be like for Lily? How many people are competing in her weight class? I'm like nobody. No, oh, yeah. There's no female 44 kilo teens anywhere, nor any female 44 kilo teens. And then I'm looking through the rosters. There's a couple 275s, 181 stacked. There's a lot of guys in that. Uh, 198 stacked, but again, it's all classic. Mm-hmm. Almost everything is classic. Yeah, and it's the federation for that, really. Yeah, and so you again, you look at raw, but it's a local meet. Local meets always have more people. Period. In the discussion. Yes. What's going to be different is when you go to raw nats, there'll be just as many people at raw nats. Yeah, and, and you would, yeah versus at nationals in two weeks in Myrtle Beach, but we're really lucky to have 50, 60 lifters there. Yeah, and I think well in Illinois when we had APF nationals, that was mm-hmm. probably the best turnout Turn as far as. Uh, it was almost 200 lifters for that Nats. Yeah. So, and that was the first Nats. So, I kind of assumed that every meet was going to be like that, and it wasn't yeah. necessarily the case when Grand Rapids happened. There's about 100 lifters that one, yeah. Yeah. And then Worlds is a little bit different as far as the amount of people who, it, who be, were willing to compete at Worlds. Yeah. Th- this year will be interesting because, you know. And not in England, the the one in Illinois. Yeah. There was more people. I actually think there was more people in England, right? It, roughly the same. Yeah. Not um, American lifters, there were There were more... Obviously, there were more nations represented in the U.S. than there were in England. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we, we, we can go on a whole show on that one, just yeah. uh, the differences in meets and, you know, what it all means. But um, back to the USAPL. So, I mean, there's a chance that we may not be able to air this episode. Yeah, potentially. Go go into all that. What's going on with the USAPL? All right, so they released a statement today. Uh, I'll pull up the pull up the actual verbiage, but it has to do with media rights. What's allowed, what's not allowed as far as advertising. Uh, they put out a statement saying, USA Powerlifting retains exclusive media rights, including but not limited to rights in broadcast, cable, audio, home video, internet, or such other recordings, accounts, or descriptions. Now known here after devised to all events. The use, account, description, picture, photograph, video, audio reproduction, or other information acquired at USA Powerlifting venues is strictly prohibited. Strictly prohibited. For those of us who are not educated, can you explain what prohibited means? You can't do it. You can't do that. Or so I've been told. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Um, I, I So, yeah, there's a chance that, I mean, the picture you and I took, the too sweet picture, no one knows where we are except that I geotag it. Yeah. And theoretically, the USAPL could come after me and say, you can't have that because it was taking one of our venues. Mm-hmm. My response, of course, is going to be to pound Sam. Yeah. And, but that... I don't like where this is headed. No, I don't. And it's... as a USL, USAPL competitor, I will allow you to kind of give your take on this because this affects you more than it affects me. Yeah, I it, it, there's several reasons why I disagree with it. And this was after I just kind of talked how great USAPL was yep. and is and how they kind of get a bad rap from people sometimes because of how they act, how strict they are. They're also they're they're called, you know, authoritarian that's been thrown out a well. few times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been called authoritarian at times, and I thought the judging was strict yesterday, but consistent, yes. and they were holding themselves accountable, changing judges, and yep. now if they think they were doing a bad job. They were doing – they were doing – that's a meet director's kind of thing. And I'm not going to lie. You know what I dug about it? There were more female judges at this meet than I've ever seen. At a yeah. Meet. There um, was. I actually didn't notice that till now. Yeah. And they were and they were on top of things. They were. They, they were, were awesome. – they are trying – they're not they're, – they don't want to make – People get away with shit lifts. Yeah. That's a good thing about it. But this is kind of stuff that doesn't even have to do with weightlifting. 
This has nothing to do with weightlifting. It has nothing to do with your sport. Nope. This has everything to do with what, trying to keep money in house. This is the business of sport right now. Yeah. Is what we're talking about. And, and, and it's, it's interesting to me that they would do this when it affects only the lifters. Yeah. The only ones who would be at an advantage for this is, I don't know, anyone who actually benefits off of it. So like nine for nine media. So, so the, the, only, so they, the, the nine for nine media is good, right? So the only thing I can see where this would be good for the USAPL lifters is this. So, you know, for those who don't know, I work in logistics transportation. This is what, what I've been doing for the last dozen or so years. And one of the things that you do when you have a large transportation spend every year, when you're moving product all over the place, right, is you put that out to bid every year. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, XYZ company, ABC company, et cetera, here's the, you know, data on all the, the freight that I ship. What's it going to cost to move all this? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a very basic version of it, right? Yeah. The only way I see this possibly benefiting the lifter is if the USAPL is going to do the same thing and say, hey, nine for nine and, you know, two white lights media and uh, whomever else, you guys have the right to bid on the media rights to the USAPL. Mm-hmm. And if you can give us the best bid, the business is yours. And you just exclusive rights. No one can touch your stuff. Yeah. So what that does, it creates a competitive environment where those prices get driven down. However, I don't see that as the ultimate goal is simply so 9 for 9 will stop bitching. Mm-hmm. And so I don't feel, again, that that's what's going to actually happen. This is just, hey, 9 for 9 gets exclusive media rights and that's that. Yeah. and It's like, uh, it's like a government contract with Dick Cheney. That's all it is. Yeah, pretty much. And it's it's almost a slap in the face to everyone else who, this is how they create revenue for themselves. So so let's get into that a little bit. So, I mean, for certain people, you can go on social media, YouTube, all those types of things. Them videotaping or covering a meet mm-hmm. that they're at yeah. is interesting, and that's going to bring people to their page, and that's how they make money. Yeah. And by doing this or saying this or prohibiting that, you're kind of taking away they make money out of the equation and just upsetting the lifters and really not hurting your business in the long run. Because you you want to attract lifters who come to your federation. When this was released, I had a bunch of people on my story, on my feed, Mm -hmm. on Instagram, the pretty much power lifters, news sources, Instagram, go – and say USAPL is fascist, USAPL is communist. Yeah. I mean, you, you got both we, ends of the we, spectrum. We argued that earlier. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah you, you, we have both ends of the spectrum. People saying, like, you know what, I'll uh, – coaches saying I have – I respect all my clients to compete in the federation they want to compete in, but if this is how they're going to treat the lifter, I'm going to – advise them to do another federation. I'm going to advise them to go into another drug testing federation. Like, why even deal with the headache if you can't do this kind of stuff? Yeah. And, I mean, and, and on top of that... This is how we promote our sport. It's how we promote our sport. And two, just, just people want to see me or people lift. They want to see you lift. You're right. Yeah, and people want but people want to see, like, my, my family members, my friends. They just want to see that. Okay. The video you posted. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great angle. I love the video. By the mm-hmm. way, I'm not offended you didn't use mine. Okay. At all. Like, understand, I'm not offended at all. You are going to get posted. Your, your angles. But look, but look at how many phones are out videoing that deadlift. Yeah. There is, I, I kid you not, there is easily a dozen phones out 
You're telling me they're going to try to confiscate all those? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is are are you going to have? Are you going to be allowed to take a phone into the thing? Are you going to be allowed to have your phone out? What if me and my girlfriend want to take a selfie? Well, we saw what South Park College. Yeah, said. it's like you. It's like can you take a selfie out of like events? Can are you, you? Are you telling me if my daughter can, is going to video me? You're going to take that camera out of her hand? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, get disqualified sure. from that meet very fast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or so you want to take a picture with your friend. Yeah. You're taking a picture, like people are saying, hey, can I take a picture with you? Let's, yeah, yeah in, sure. In, fr- in front of the USAPL sign. Yeah. Which it, that's why it's there. Yeah, it's to take pictures with it, and that's a local meet, but nationals yeah. would be probably different. So don't try – the reason why I like this meet because it was fun. That will also take the fun factor way out of me. The fun league. Yeah, it, it, and I would hate for that to get that reputation because they started to – it's like – it's weird. It, it's like the scene in The Office where Michael Scott's talking to uh, Toby. Yeah. On why are you the way that you are? <laughs> why – Why are you – Why – Why when I want to do fun, exciting things, do you want to do not that and don't let me do those things? Yep. It, this is exactly what I feel like with the USAPL. I was like, man, you know what? I thought they took a good stance on the trans lifters kind yeah, of thing. I, I thought consistent stance. Consistent stance. It's like, okay, they're sticking by it. They're not being it's swayed. One protester to me. Yeah, had his t-shirt on. Yeah, and there was actually two. Oh, was there? Uh, yeah, two, and but he still competed and yeah. actually competed. Yeah. Uh, great guy, by the way. Very, uh, very nice. Yeah, very, very nice guy. He's really cool. But and and you can have a very logical. Discussion about that, but they stuck with their, they were consistent with that. See how then, and then I competed at USAPL meet. I feel good about it. I'm like, you know what? I had a great time. Everyone there was cool. I really like competing with a bunch of those guys. It was great. And then the next day I learned this. I'm like, why did you do this? <laughs> I was about to be like, man, you know what? USAPL gets a bad rap. I love USAPL. Now really they do the something like this. important powerlifting podcast in Naperville. And what are y'all doing? It was. Yeah. We're fighting for your life, man, like R. Kelly out here. Come yeah. on now. Jeez, let's not use R. No, Kelly as an example. <laughs> Bane, what is your deal? <laughs> the guy just cracks me up, man. I know. So I know funny. he cracks you up, so but funny. you really got to stop using an example. Yeah, uh, they, they also added on this no, uh, no. statement. Are they added more to it? Well, no, I, I kind of cut it short there. But uh, news, cov- news coverage uh, defined as description or depiction of newsworthy events or information is encouraged with a written approval from U.S. USA Powerlifting. No person shall use any content described above in any commercial manner except with the prior written consent of the USA Powerlifting. So you're telling me, based on what I'm hearing you read, yeah, if I compete at USAPL meet, I cannot get on my own Instagram. I run, it's mine, I'm a person who does it, it's mine, Bane316, mm-hmm. and say, here's how I did at my meet. Theoretically, they're going to come out after me because I do that. Yeah, I think that'll be just kind of a logistical nightmare, wouldn't yeah. it? Have fun and Are they really going to do it, though? Are they actually going to enforce it? It would be very difficult to enforce. And, I, and I'm curious to see, because... It's, sir, like, it's like them saying, hey, we have to test the top 10%, or it's yeah. just randomly who we're going to test. Yeah, which I have no problems with that, but uh, it's, uh, it's 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 strange. How do really enforce it? Cause, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange random. to see. Yeah, it's strange to see how they will enforce it. Don't like... Don't don't like the idea of it, and it's like you're driving you're driving out competitors. Like, what are you trying to do in this? What's your end game? It's and that I don't and they don't do a good job of saying you're right. What the end game is? What is the end goal of not allowing people to and not even freely express themselves, but just talk about the talk about your federation? Yeah, word mouth advertising. People talk about it all the time. 
Yeah. You, yes, th- this bad press is good, I guess, if we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's their end goal is for us to talk smack about them. No. And it's definitely not something I wanted to do. Yeah. Today's plan for the show was just to recap the meet and get into our segments. And honestly, I until you brought this up, I was like, I, I was ready for it. I was going yeah. to step back from some of the things I've said about the USAPL. Yeah. Uh, except for the drug test thing, because you didn't even get off the platform. <laughs> that, that old man was grabbing you. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I mean, the drug test thing, but at the same time. Ain't no, ain't no random drug test. Come on now, folks. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, that, so that's the meat. That's the USAPL. Um, again, summarizing, man, phenomenal job. You never cease to amaze me. It is fun to be your friend. It is fun to be your fan. Uh, very excited to see you at Raw Nats. Yeah, Raw Nats is going to be fun. Hopefully, uh, we're able to record some of my lifts when I'm out there uh, and take pictures because it will probably be fun. And, and that's another thing. I would like to take a picture with the guys that I admire. Yes. Like Yang Su Ren. I would really like a picture with the guy. He's a cool dude. I would like to talk to him, and it would be great to get a picture. Russ Orhe, Sean yeah. Noriega, whoever comes out who I like. Taylor Atwood. Yeah. We were talking about how awesome Taylor Atwood was pretty much the entire meet yesterday. I heard – that's a funny thing walking around the meets, just people talking. There's, like, those buzzwords. Yeah. And finally, finally, when I went to a competition, people were talking about the lightweight guys. Like, oh, US, I, this is why I like USAPL now. <laughs> they talk about the lightweight guys the same way people it's, talk about Eric Lillibridge. It's the lightweight guys and Ray Williams. Yeah. It's like, it's like people are talking about the lightweight guys just like how they talk about, uh, Eric Lillibridge. Or, or someone else. Huh? Or someone else. Yeah. Someone else who does things. Who's that? His name is Larry Wheels. Larry Wheels did something? He did something today. What did he do? Why did he do it today? But he did something. What did he do? I think that's your deal. Is that my thing? That is your thing. Well, Larry Wheels did something, and he fed a lion. He fed a lion. Is that a lion or a tiger? I got my animal. Is it a liger? That'd be be so cool if it was a liger. I think think he has access to ligers. That's a lion. That's a lion? That's a very winning lion. He fed a lion. lion. Wait, what was he feeding him? He has a picture I don't think. It's milk. Milk? Oh, that's adorable. Isn't that awesome? Larry Wheels did something. There is possibly a lion. What was the caption? Wait, hold on. You know what? I'm going to take your phone for a second. Go ahead, go ahead. What's the caption? (laughs) Comment lion... Letter by Uninterrupted to Win Everything Dropping Friday. PR Merch. From PR <laughs> Merch Pro Club. Hold on, is that a joke? Or is no, it... that's 100% a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> I never read his captions. Oh, God. I'm actually really upset I just read that. <laughs> Common Lion, letter by letter, uninterrupted, uninterrupted to Win Everything Dropping Friday from Miss... So, man, wait, hold on. So did, he, so, did he take a picture with this lion just so he could post this? Yes, he did, sir. Really? All right, Larry Wheels, you're strong. That's what's, uh, that's Larry what's saving right something. now. Larry Wheels did something. He yep. posted a promotional <laughs> promotional caption on Instagram with a lion. I suppose the day before he did deadlift, 805 for 7. Yeah. Well, see, again, he's strong. He is. That's what helps you because he I would have just called you a insta-thought just now. Yeah. But you got it. You got a Larry Wheels. You could out deadlift half the I mean, 99.9% of the world. A lot of people. Uh, Misogynist is trash talk. Do you want to take that one? I would love to take that I, one. I love our segment, Misogynist is trash talkers. It's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite terms for us, by the way. Um, more men have t- totaled over 2,000 pounds than women. Have they? They have. They have? They have. Uh, that's pretty misogynistic in my book. You really, are you really going to bring that on air? At me. You really going to bring that on air? Are you gonna, you're going to, you're going to say that more men have totaled over 2,000 pounds than women. Well, I actually, some of the stances you take are pretty 
outlandish and outrageous, but yep. this takes a cake. But but at the same time, it's misogynist as trash talkers. That, that is, folks. So that is. Yeah. Am I going three for three on this one? I'm, I'm running through. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. you do usually the technique tip. I do. You thought about the misogynist trash talkers I came one. Up with that. I was excited. You know, actually, about twenty minutes come off that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, really? Yeah. Twenty minutes, huh? Yeah. Okay. Not that good of a massage. Twenty, yeah. Twenty, <laughs> 20 yeah. Twenty minutes of that, and yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. All right, so we got a technique tip of the week. We do. So we were talking about feet placement on the bench. Now this is funny. Feet placement on the bench. I am not necessarily the best bencher. You say that a lot, and I think most powerlifters say that as well. Because, and again, it's the same thing compared to my other lifts. Uh, it's not as impressive. However, mm-hmm. I think at nationals this year, in a couple weeks. Might be starting to break into some new ground. And why is that? Uh, I have doubled my previous lifetime PR 365 uh, twice during this training. Okay. So I feel that something good is coming out of all this. Okay. So uh, 352 is, uh, sorry, 358 is me PR. Uh, I do feel that's going to fall. And so I think uh, we'll see some nice numbers. All right. Uh, I think with, with that and, you know, if everything kind of falls my way with, uh, Squat and deadlift. Squat was very good this weekend. Could see an eighteen hundred pound total, as long as I don't you know die on the platform. Ooh, that'll that be happen. sexy. Eighteen eighteen hundred pounds. Yes, that's a sexy total right that's, there. You know, it, it, it's on on the docket for sure. So the seven nineteen squat felt really good. It was deep. Uh, no one was questioning that at all. Did I cut it or anything? Um, I don't think if I if I'd done a little better with the deadlift setup, not changing all the variables on the very last one. 7.15 moves. Alright. 7.30's there, but 7.15 moves. Nice. Yeah, was the thanks, thanks for giving me a training update too, cause yeah. you've been killing it. It was, it was nice seeing those lifts from you as well. Yeah. And also, we're on Instagram Live right now. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Dylan Diesel, Brass said he's the strongest bencher alive. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. I watched me. So, but it's, so. so. yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you could listen to this technique tip. So lay it on us, buddy. Yeah, let's do it, man. So, uh, feet placement. So if you are flat-footed, I have found, uh, for myself and for a lot of others, to set your feet in a very similar fashion to what your squat stance is. So set your feet in the same way as your squat stance. Correct. You are flat-footed, correct? I have moved flat-footed, yes. Because, oh, okay. you know, I, I teetered on that. So I can't remember. CPL. And I, I never watched your benches anyway. So. I used to tuck. Okay. Uh, and then I decided to stop and go flat-footed. Because, again, I wasn't going to make the jump to USAPL. So, uh, again, very similar to your squat stance. What it's going to help do is as you corkscrew your feet into the ground, so picture that as you're getting leg drive, mm-hmm. you're going to get your glutes nice and tight, and that's going to allow you to, when you do drive your heels in, after you get the press command, to get that leg drive all the way through the bench. Should you tuck your feet, typically tuck them right under your butt. Some folks have a little more flexibility, you can get a little farther, but right under your butt usually is best. Again, as you get the press command, your toes, usually I like to have it right on the balls of my feet. Some people will be a little more on the toes, maybe a little deeper on the balls of their feet. As soon as you get the press command, you drive your heels towards the floor while keeping your toes engaged on the ground. Okay. What that's going to do is that's going to create that drive. It's going to go through your hips, through the arch, all the way through, and allow you to press all the way through that bar. Okay. So a great way to practice that is just picture corkscrewing your feet into the ground and squeeze your glutes as you press the bar up. All right. I like that. So how would you kind of do it with someone who has uneven feet on the bench, such as myself? Stop beating your feet uneven. Okay. So... If you have uneven feet, I would want to watch your. I actually don't usually watch your feet. I watch your shoulder placement typically, mm-hmm. so I would need to fix that. But I would be very, very conscious of how you set your feet up, and take that extra second 
to ensure that they are even. Okay. Yeah, it, I always try to do that, but at the same time, it's just always yeah. one slides further than the other. Okay. Which probably uh, would happen would be the case for my squat too, because if you really look closely, you are a little tilted. Yeah, a little tilted yeah. on my squat, so something I definitely have to work on. I have to work on everything, which is good. Yeah, which is you have a lot to work on, but you have a lot of a lot of time for that. And, yeah, uh, I think you're going to put together a very impressive package for uh, for nationals. All right, nice. Yeah. Well, we're currently on Instagram Live. We are. Uh, we have a few people joining. Mike Yako called me a pussy. I love oh. you too, Yako. Hey, Yako. Hey, Yako. You're the best. Uh, Deadlift Till I'm Dead joined us. I saw some hard eyes from my cousin. I love you, Dominic. Mm-hmm. All right. We're doing a Q&A. Oh, Deadlift uh, Till I'm Dead is on there? Is that what I heard? What's it? Deadlift Till I'm Dead is on there? Yeah. What's up, Poppy? Yeah. Deadlift Till I'm Dead. Uh, we showed some love yesterday too. You guys did. It was nice, man. It was, it was, uh, somebody just, Comment something in Italian. Oh, beautiful. Sorry, I don't speak it very well. Io non parlo italiano. I apologize. All right, so we're doing a Q&A. If you guys have something to ask us, someone asked me what I do for shoulders on PH3. Mm, nice. Uh, yeah. Nothing really. Yeah. I do I do overhead presses, dumbbell presses, yeah. sometimes some side delt raises. Yeah. I caught you doing some good ones early, uh, yesterday. You did. Yeah, I didn't see the video of that. Uh, that's just a picture. I, I kept oh, okay. it the private collection. All right. Some guy says, ciao. That's hello in Italian. Thank you. Ciao. It is. It is hello in Italian. Very good. It's also goodbye. It is. So if you want to leave. <laughs> Where's my office? All right. Hey, Brad asked me, do you have a career outside of powerlifting? How do you balance that with training? Ooh. Um, it's, I do have a career outside of powerlifting. Uh, career. I'm going to put that in air quotes. Train on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Probably split. You're, or have a training split to like four days to five days, yeah. but those big days have it on the weekend because you have all the time in the world on the weekend. At least in can, the morning. I can probably speak to this pretty well too. Yeah, and that Bane actually has a career. Yeah. And sorry, yeah, like an actual legitimate career. <laughs> I'm just pretty much working in a toll booth at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, but you, you, you hit it on the head. You, you pull a lot from what I usually will speak on when it comes to balancing everything out. Um, I also have the added variable of a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so for those who don't know, I think a lot of folks do if they listen to us regularly. You know, I have four children. My wife and I have been married for almost 14 years, actually, as of April. Um, so well, you can kind of get me in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's maybe not have my whiteboard in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's all stuff. Oh, hey. Uh, so yeah, so what I like to do as far as, uh, keeping balance is, I, I, do, I do a lot of late night lifting, uh, or I... That too, it's going to be late lifting. Yeah, I do you're a lot. You're going to have a lot of late late nights if you're balancing career. Yeah, so I do a lot of, you know, sessions where I'm not even starting my training until 9 p.m., uh, which can be challenging. It can be challenging on my time with my wife, my time with my kids, uh, but that is usually the best where I can, you know, I'll leave here, I'll go directly to my daughter's gymnastics training, watch her, and then I'll go home, make eat some food, and, and then go to my training tonight at, at 9 as I kind of wrap up my training for nationals. So that's... uh that is what I found is kind of be the best is to find a gym where it's twenty four seven and this gives me the flexibility to go when it fits my schedule. Setting a very static schedule for uh, training can set you up where you're going to miss a training session and it all kind of goes it starts to spiral downward. So give yourself that flexibility if you're balancing out uh, training and a career and possibly even a family as well. 
All right, yeah, and I think we actually had that on uh, one of our shows before. We that did. was a topic. We did. So, Deadlift Till I'm Dead also asked. So, Abraham, hopefully that answers your question. Yep. Uh, Deadlift Till I'm Dead asked uh, what our favorite back accessories are. Ooh. Uh, I say Penley rows, bent over rows. Okay. Those are probably my favorite lap pull downs up there. Um, anything that will kind of create me pulling towards the bent okay. a little bit. So, anything that will help my main compound movements. Having a nice back is great and all. You can speak to that. You have a very nice back as well. But anything that'll help my compound movement. Same thing with like leg accessories. Yep. Anything that helps my compound movements. Anything that helps my squat. Yep. Anything that helps my bench and deadlift, that back accessory helps. How about you? Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, I do love pull-ups. They are challenging for me because I'm, you know. I like pull-ups too. I'm very heavy and so that makes it uh, a little more difficult. But definitely, uh, I like close grip rows. I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, I tend to get a lot more uh, of, a, of a pump, and I feel a lot stronger doing uh, doing close grip pulls. And so, whether it's pull downs, rows, anything like that, those pulling motions, I love doing that. Uh, and then T bar rows, uh, you're getting great comments right now, aren't you? Uh, kind of, yeah. Continue. Oh, T bar rows. So T bar rows, awesome. Uh, really enjoy the, the machines that are specifically designed for that. I will make one if I need to with, uh, with just a barbell, but I really, really like T bar rows too. All right, great. Yeah, I just got a comment from Trevor Wallstrom, and he said my questions for Bane, or my questions for uh, Angelo, not Bane. So I apologize, and I think you're going to understand why. Uh, Trevor Wallstrom asked, what do I do for a core? Uh, Or do I ever work on my core? If so, what do I do? I think that's because of the abs that I have. That's why he's asking. I think he's going to show my face right now. Yeah, (laughs) but here's here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. I do not... Do anything for my core. And I do! Yeah. So Bane actually does stuff for his core, I do not. So, um, I, I don't do, I, I squat bench and deadlift. Uh, that's pretty much what I do for my core. Uh, I had a pretty extensive core training exercise or routine in high school yeah. for football. That helped a lot, especially with, uh, running. Yeah. Uh, running posture and that kind of stuff. So we had Athletico coming in and help us with nice. core exercises and helping us stay upright. So that that's helped the most with my core, but since then and since after my like bodybuilding days, uh, where I was focusing on actually how I look, aesthetics. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that I I did pretty basic things. Hyper uh, hyper extensions, those are a pretty big yep. one. Reverse hypers, yep. those will work your core as well. Lower back stuff's pretty important. Uh, basic leg raises and and keep in weighted mind. weight a lot of a lot of stuff with resistance too i like resistance with core exercises keep in mind that core is not just your abs mm-hmm. it, it is the entire midsection that is the only thing i'm going to say you get nothing else from me mm-hmm. very upset about that question yeah sorry uh dylan brace wants to know he if he should do accessories dylan i don't think you need them i don't think the diesel needs accessories no i don't think so but I, i'm not no. gonna lie i'm gonna defend your hair's honor man your hair's better Ooh, all right. Take Sorry. that. Sorry, Diesel. Take that, Diesel. Uh, squat bench deadlift degrees as well. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Merc the Herc. I, I, I like the name. Yeah, I guess, but I'm I'm gonna struggle with these goddamn handles. Yeah. Uh, do you guys bother with weighted pull-ups? Yeah. I don't. I do. I, it's too much work for me to so get to I'll, weight and not hit my sack while I do it. So what I will do for weighted pull-ups is uh, this is again uh, the balance of family and training is I will actually have my daughter jump on my back and I will do a couple pull-ups with her. And so that is my version of weighted pull-ups. I do have the belt to do them. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly like to do it because same issue. Uh, I don't want to hit my stuff with, you know, weights. Oh, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll do weighted pull-ups with my daughter on my back. 
uh, or anything like that. So I, I think those are a good accessory as you are getting stronger. Uh, also, I have enormous legs, and so that kind of weighs me down anyway. So. All right, great. All right, so we got a little bit more. Okay, we're actually getting a lot of comments here. I wasn't expecting this. I'm, I, we uh, got to actually figure this out a little bit yeah, better. We're getting comments, but no questions. That's the no, 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 we're getting a lot of questions. Oh, good. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I meant to say questions. Okay. Uh, Dylan said, between our hair, it's at least a tie. You do have beautiful curls, Dylan. The, yes, I do. The like curls them. are ridiculous. You they, you do look fantastic. Yeah, that's that's breathtaking. My just my preference is is the man bun and the, the straight hair, but no, the curls are they are very nice. All right, yeah, we got B Perverto B V R T O said Angelo, what's your diet like? Somebody commented Angelo eats a bowl of cereal for the day, and that's it. And my diet's all over the place. Uh, someday I usually the, the the rule of thumb eat three well rounded meals a day. Uh, and when I'm hungry, eat. Yeah. When I'm hungry, I eat something. Something high calorie, something close. I'll get fast food. I'll get something from a gas station. I'll get something around my house. Well-rounded, well-rounded meals. I have really nothing to tell you. I have no idea where my calories are at. I have no idea what, how much protein I have a day. It's three meals. And then if I'm hungry, I snack a lot. I also eat very well-rounded. Yeah, and yeah, I think you should get the the question. No, but I'm not going to ask it. I'm not aesthetically freezing. Yeah, no one cares what I eat. But uh, yeah, Angela eats a bowl of cereal for the day, and that's it. Not necessarily the case, but before training, occasionally I just have like a bowl of raisin bran. And cereal is delicious. I'm pretty, and that's pretty much it. I I do need like a bowl of cereal to kind of get myself through training. Okay, but rock on. All right, what and, else and we more have? Need to get through it, apparently. Uh, Andre Cancelia. Probably mispronouncing your name. I apologize. Uh, what programs do you recommend for a beginner lifting less than a year? Lifting less than a year, I'll put you well under. I'll put you under a novice, oh, and yeah. I don't know if it's even powerlifting. I say something with a full body routine. Mm-hmm. I like those to kind of build a foundation going, and that's kind of how I started was with building a foundation. I didn't have a full body routine, but it was the basic movements. Squat, bench, deadlift, uh, power, power, I have power yeah. clean as well, and then all the other accessories that go along with it. If you're looking in the bodybuilding, push-pull legs is a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Powerlifting, I, I would... Guess I, I want to know what the end goal is. Are you looking to get big, yeah, strong, Yeah, it's, it's above, hard. Maybe, right? maybe he... Uh, if you can elaborate, because then I can... I could put a, yeah. a, good, a good person to check out is... Actually, two of them, Chris Gethin and uh, Jim Stefani, both have very good, very, very good beginner programs. Yeah. And then just for good overall fitness and to create a great baseline. Jesus. All right. I apologize. Io non parlo italiano. I can't, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't speak Italian. Just do the thing. Yeah, just, just do, the uh, just yeah. do this and shit, man. I don't know. Uh, Dylan, Dylan's been active on this. Oh, you guess. look like a jacked Kevin Spacey. <laughs> what, you? <laughs> no, you. <laughs> or me. I don't know. I don't think I look like Kevin Spacey at all. I think it has to be you. Do you? Jack's Kevin Spacey. Yeah, isn't he the isn't he the pervert? Well, he's also an amazing actor, but yes, also a pervert, <laughs> gay. But everyone knew he was gay for a while. Yeah, that's alright. It's cool if you're gay. It's a it's just having sex it's with the, fourteen. The kid. Yes, yeah, having yeah, sex with fourteen year olds is what we hate about amazing. Kevin Spacey. Not yes. his, not his, uh, not his sexual orientation, not his acting ability, yeah. all that stuff. Yep. Jack Kevin Spacey. Thanks, Dylan, I think. I don't know. Yeah, you're, he's very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like Fat Jason Statham personally. But. Okay. Alright, somebody asked how long it takes me to qualify for nationals. One day. Yeah. Approximately seven and a half hours, I think is what I'm Yeah, or, or three lifts. Yeah. No, yeah, you Yeah, three lifts. Three lifts. Three, three lifts, I qualify for nationals. Didn't take me too long. If you're asking how long I've been lifting, 
We're we're into ten years now. Started when I was fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen seriously. Inside. My first nationals I qualified for in 2016, so mm-hmm. I was 15 for all, yeah, almost 20 years. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got. Um, Andre, the guy who asked yep. the uh, question, is a powerlifting focus. Powerlifting focus. I say five three one. I like it. I think Solid. people shit on that program currently, but if you're just getting into powerlifting, that's that was my first powerlifting program nice. that I was running was five three one. So that's a good one. It'll kind of just get you used to progressive overload, those basic yeah. fundamental principles, but less than a year of lifting. I, th- I say full body, build the foundation up, get your muscles and your tendons and all those joints strong. So I would uh, recommend Jim Stepani's shortcut to size. Mm-hmm. And Candido. Candido has a good beginner program Does as he? well. Okay. Yeah, really good one. So Stepani actually goes so far and actually has the diet included with it. It's all free. It's on bodybuilding.com, like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, very good program, uh, solid diet put together, gives you some of the, the flexibility that, you know, people are looking for to mm-hmm. not be just solely married to chicken and rice. Very, very good program. Yeah. Very, very smart guy, Stepani too. Very, I like oh, him. yeah, I love listening to him. Yeah. He's like the doctor version of Lane Norton mm-hmm. with, uh, exercise science. Yeah. Uh, not exactly powerlifting based, but. No, but he, he, but he knows his stuff, man. All right. So. Someone asked, what is your routine regarding warming up before you actually hit working weights? Do you worry about fatiguing yourself when warming up? Um, My fat ass does. Yeah, Bane's fat ass does. But you worry – so I kind – I don't exactly. I have a bit – I take small jumps as I warm up. Yeah. Um, but we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, and um, you were and you were kind of talking me out of taking like some doubles and triples yeah, too. Yeah, just why – because at that point, why waste the energy? You're warmed up. You're good. You know, let's save it for the platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, during training, though, uh, I, I can see what people would say. Yeah, you know, if I'm going for a one rep max, nah, man, don't don't waste your energy on tons of warm ups. However, mm-hmm. however, you do need to stretch out a little bit. I realistically, I do probably 15 to 20 minutes of warm up stuff, and that is okay. combined stretching, some rolling, maybe some of the X Y if there's one around. Um, that's really about it. And others, like, I think yours is a little longer routine. Uh, you just do a little bit more mobility work and you use the band a little more. That's just me. I prefer being a little bit tighter when I'm going in. Okay. All right, sweet. Yeah. It keeps the fat together. Yeah, nice. for sure. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, we have foam rolling, like, like the, the, that kind of stuff. I always do that just to kind of warm myself up. Yep. It kind of, I used this phrase yesterday and you didn't kind of get it. Oily hips. Yeah, let's try to oil. Yeah, try to oil up my hips a little bit, and that's. I mean, I'm not literally putting oil on it. Just trying to get them a little loose so I can hit my squat depth and actually keep my weight back on my heels. Because yeah. right when I get up in the morning, everything is tight and like I can't really get into even like a parallel. Yeah, things just bending over. So it's foam rolling, that kind of stuff. Those uh, mobility exercises, agile eights. Very good on T Nation, Agile 8, very good way for pre-mobility or uh, warming up, warm-up exercises. Yeah. Very good, super quick, eight minutes, does a lot of active stretching, which is good. Sure. Uh, I, I usually do some variation of uh, Agile 8. Okay. All right. All right, Dylan, man, he's going crazy. He's going All right, so Dylan, no, he, he asked, like, serious personal question, your guys' first impressions on me after meeting me. Ooh. I really liked you, Dylan. You were great to meet in person. You have a persona on Instagram, and you could not have been sweeter and cooler to talk to. 
And your your squat looks better in person. Your squat is pretty in person. Your squat on Instagram, you got to change the camera angle just a little bit because <laughs> I can't see where your hips go, but they sink into the floor. So really enjoyed meeting Dylan. How do you how do you like Dylan? First of all, Dylan, fuck your meat. And second, <laughs> I say that because I just want to train with you, man. Okay. So, I thoroughly enjoyed meeting you. Uh, very much looking forward to uh, getting on our bar with you sometime. All right, cool. Peter Dante asks, what is your max in squat and deadlift? This is for the both of you. Peter oh, Dante. thank you. I love you, Peter. I love you, Dante. Uh, max on squat, 550, or gym PR, 557. Me PR, 550. Deadlift, 722. Meat. And uh, 725 in the gym? No, like that? no uh, 715, I think, okay. in the gym. How about you, Ben? Uh, squat, 7, well, as of the Saturday, 719 in the gym. Uh, 683 uh, in a meet. And deadlift, uh, 705 in a meet and 725 in the gym. All right. Great. That's sexy right there. Yeah. Sexy trying. total. I, love, I, I, I got that squat. I at least have that going for me. All right, yeah. We got Trev. It's good listening to the podcast on here early. It's like a weird inception, right? Yeah, right. You're going to be listening to this part of the podcast twice. It's beautiful. I am talking to you now live, but you, on Tuesday, will hear me again this talk to you. in your AirPods and be like, oh, yeah. they're talking to me. They're talking to me again. Oh my God. Yeah. Love you, Trev. Send a dollar on Venmo. All right, any suggestions on how to get better doing front squats using the finger grip as opposed to the crossing arms at throat? Um, this comes, yourself. yeah, just strangle yourself to death. Uh, well, yeah, just for doing front squats in general. Just, well, no, like I, I, that's kind of. Oh, that's your cue is literally choking yourself. Yeah, like that's, so, so let me, you can put the camera on me because that's okay. kind, of, kind of a funny story, but it, it's, I think it's important because this is how I got into the front squatting. I had a guy that I used to train with who, Benny was a phenomenal powerlifter. Still is. Uh, a geared guy, he, unfortunately, he lifts such heavy weights he gets hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Benny introduced me to front squats and the way he explained it was at a commercial gym, he could not mimic the pressure that an 800 pound squat is going to have on your body. So what he did is he actually put the bar, even though he had, he had the flexibility to use the finger grip, I do not. You can you can see here, I do not have the flexibility to do it. Mm-hmm. And so he said, basically, you put it right there up against your esophagus, and you use your chest and your shoulders to help support it. And doing that, you do choke yourself a little bit. You mimic the pressure of a super heavy squat. Okay. And so that's why I, I jokingly say choke yourself, but I'm not lying. That's kind of how I do it. So you'll see if I do front squats, which I do fairly frequently, um, there'll be a huge mark right across my neck. And then I've got two marks, usually bruises, on my front delts from where I'm holding the weights. So yeah. that's why I, I highly encourage people, just dig it in there. Don't worry about the finger thing. A lot of Olympic will say, oh, that's the only way to do it. I'm telling you there's a, a much bigger purpose that I have seen to front squats besides just the depth. Yeah, it's interesting for me because I do a lot of front squats. Um, I kind of just hit my uh, – I, I have good uh, forearm mobility. I have good wrist mobility. So even in high school football, when we were learning front squats, we were taught the arms cross method. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I have short forearms and couldn't do it. And they're like, Fortino, you got a good power clean. Do it like you power clean. And I did it like that, and that's what helps. So you got it. So that's how I kind of – it's it, it, just, it came naturally to me, front squats. And I still do front squats a lot. Basically just do them more. That's yeah. how you get better. Yep. All right, I'm going to take a few more questions here. X-Trev yep. asked, 
What is your goal for Nets? And he'll see me there. My Aww. goal. Huh. It's hard to say right now, but if I could go in there with a like 575 squad, uh, 365 bench, and a 735 deadlift, I'll be pretty happy. But we could possibly look for something higher than that as well. Because uh, right now those are my progress wonder max. I'm probably going to do my programming starting with a 570 squad. So 575, 365, and 735, right? Yeah. I'm just going to do some some quick napkin math here. So you can keep talking while I'm doing that. Yeah, and that's pretty much the goal. Um, like a 16.50 total will be really good. I will get my ass beat by Russ Orkey and Sean Noriega with that total. Mm-hmm. But I am perfectly fine with getting my ass kicked by them. All right. I'm, uh, I'm third put, third place, I don't know. I I'm don't know. i it out in the universe. Okay. 1,700 total. 1,700 total. That's a big one. That's a big total. That's going to be a 50-pound jump from my progress wonder maxes that I have not hit yet. Yep. And an 80-pound jump, but... I know you're conservative a lot of times, but I am putting it out there now. 1,700-pound total. All right, so we'll take two more questions. I'm going to cut it short. I'm, I, you know, I hate doing this because then I, I have to it. cut people's I know, I know. questions short. But no, we love you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. So what's your dream car? Ferrari. I'm Italian. I'll take a Ferrari. I mean, is that just for you? Or? No, that's for, <laughs> that both for both of us. I'll love a Ferrari. If I can get a Ferrari I, honestly, in my life, I, even though I'll probably smash a sports car because I have no idea how to drive. Yeah, Ferrari. I drive my dream car now. You do? Escalade. Oh, yeah. I love my Escalade, man. Of course. And that was too sweet. Yeah, someone commented. Yes. That. That's where, hey, and by the way, that's for everyone on two live. Two white lights. Two white lights. All right, so that's going to do it for two white lights. If I didn't get to your questions, we'll try to throw a segment on more because... DM us. We will go back to them. And, and on top of that, this live segment's actually, I we got way more questions than I thought. Yeah. So thank you uh, for everyone commenting. Thanks for listening. I'm the co-host, formerly known as Enzo, and with me is... At Bing316. And I'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Thank you.